You're listening to the Strategy in Small Doses podcast, the show that gives you short, story-based strategy sessions to which you can easily relate and take immediate action. Each episode is aimed to help you reduce the overwhelm, create massive clarity, instill you with the confidence you need to grow your business, and create a clear plan to get you there. So let's dive in with business strategist, mastermind facilitator, productivity expert, and your biz bestie host, Michelle Denio. Love it. Live. We're live. We forgot that we were supposed to have like music this time. We're going to like have some kind of intro music. For we, need, we need like an intro. We need like a logo sting and we need a uh, like a five second like sonic branding. Michelle, so, I know. It's crazy. Oh, well, next time. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Nick and Michelle back for No, no Bullshit Business episode number two. We're going to keep with this because... We're here to just call out the bullshit in the business world, right? And mm -hmm. uh, we, we had so much fun last time, we decided to do it again. So uh, today's topic, we're talking about hustle versus anti-hustle. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is going to be fun because Nick and I um, feel a little bit differently about the whole hustle versus anti-hustle. So this is going to be a, a good, fun conversation, but one that you'll definitely be able to take you know, action from take notes from, please comment, share with us. If you're watching, if you're catching the replay, hashtag replay, you know the drill. Anytime you're watching live, let us know you're here, say hello. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, the more you interact, the better this becomes. So anyways, today we're talking about hustle versus anti-hustle. And so this was a conversation that came up between Nick and I, um, I don't know, probably last week of the like, which is the better thing to do? You know, we've got, I know for me, I had a couple of clients that were really in that hustle, hustle, hustle mode. And they were just constantly pushing, 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 pushing into a place where I felt as though it was really starting to become a place of desperation, a place of lack, a place of, and then getting defeated, like this constant push to where the point to almost to the point where they were going to probably have the opposite effect on and turn people off. And so my feeling on it is always anti-hustle. And I know Nick um, has a different, a different uh, theory on this one about, yeah. you know, hustle and do what you have to do. So uh, Nick, I'm going to pass it over to you and just kind of hear your thoughts on this one a little bit. And we'll start the conversation. I think this, this is a, an absolutely perfect topic uh, because it almost, it almost like is a carryover from our very first episode, like the struggles with Q1. Q1, as you and I actually both agreed, Michelle, was not a total train wreck. I don't think it was a total loss, but it was pretty disappointing for you, for me, and just about every other human being that I've talked to uh, who's running their own business, who's the face of their brand, who's an entrepreneur. Q1 um, was a, a big fat disappointment. Uh, I don't think a total loss. I think we all learned a lot. But what do we do to correct that? Like what, what kind of course correction are we supposed to have for Q2? Your, your, your two options, the way I see it, are um, you continue to trust your process. You believe what has worked in the past will continue to work. It's a long play. Trust the process. Trust the system that you've set up. I'm sure some of us had a couple of wins in Q1. I did. I signed a couple of clients, but it wasn't lights out success. The success that I projected on the back of 2021, like going up to Christmas Day, I was busy and I was I loved it. And I was like, wow, this has got to keep going. And how could it not in January? Like everyone seems to be motivated. Uh, and it fell flat for three months. And, and 
the, the question I guess that you ask yourself is, okay, do I stay the course? I know there was a couple bumps in the road. Q1 felt like one big obstacle and I had to push through so many things. Do I stay the course? Do I uh, trust my process, trust my coaching, trust my instincts, my own gut, my own intuition, or do I not pivot? Cause that's such a stupid fucking buzzword, but do I adjust? Do I make a course correction? Do I double down a little bit more? Do I work a little bit harder? Do I put in an extra hour a day into places that I think it'll mean the most? What, what fat can I trim? What stupid subscriptions or apps that I have to delete? Or what, what is it that I have to do to become more streamlined? What do I have to do to make sure Q2 isn't a repeat of, of Q1? So I think those are the two schools of thought that you, that, that you have to pick from right now. Um, and it starts basically today. Today's the 6th of April. It's the top of Q2. What are we going to do? Because, it, it, you know, come, come middle of the year, like, like, you know, end of June, are we going to be in the same spot? Right. It all depends is if you trust your process and you want to stay the course or you have to do something a little different, have a course correction, do some different things. Maybe it's hiring on someone else. Maybe it's buying into that coaching. Maybe it's outsourcing something. So I think there's two schools of thought. And yes, that hustle and grind mindset is more in the in the second one, which is sort of what I subscribe to um, and something that my coach has instilled in me, which is, listen, things get hard. We just work harder. We outwork the other people. I'm not saying you need to lose sleep over it at night. I think you should still get the sleep that you need and you should still eat and you should still be able to do that self-care for yourself. But we just work harder. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really, truly about finding the balance between that anti-hustle and that hustle. You know, I definitely tend to lean towards the anti-hustle. You know, my dream work week is, you know, nine to four, Monday through Thursday and take Friday through Sunday off. But I think sometimes that but I'm also of this thought process and where I know that if I push, 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 I am going to burn out. And so that's where I find that balance of, yes, we got to push. Yes, we have to do what we have to do. Yes, we need to make money. Yes, we can try to find the sale. But is it going to lead to a place of burnout? Number one, is it going to lead to a place of further you know, defeat and just discourage, just being discouraged in general. Like when you're pushing, 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 and nothing's coming through and everybody's giving you a, I'm not ready yet. I mean, even today I had somebody that was going to sign up and she, I sent her contract. We were all set to go for April. And she's like, you know what? I think I need to wait, you know? And so when you're constantly in this push, like, where do you go? You know what I mean? Yeah. So trying to find that balance of, yes, you have to push because we have bills to pay and we have to outwork people, but also just finding the balance of when is it time to take a step back? When is it time mm -hmm. to just unplug? When is it time to just kind of let our efforts continue to build and grow on their own. Like I think about it like plants, you know, they always say it's like planting seeds, planting seeds, right? Well, you can't water a plant every single day and expect it to grow. It's going to fucking die. Like it's mm -hmm. going to die if you water it every single day, right? Like mm -hmm. at some point you have to just give it time to grow. And that's where I kind of look at from the anti-hustle is like, is it time to just water it and let it grow? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let it nurture itself and, and go from there. And what is the better you know, and I don't know. And I know you, like you said, your coach is like, if you had to make a thousand dollars today, what would you do? How would yeah. you do it? Get out there yeah. and go do it. And I'd love to like, have you put yourself in that situation? I know personally for me, that doesn't work. Yes. I believe in it. Like I understand, okay, if we need to make the money, we can go do it. But I don't want to subscribe to that. Like that to me is so stressful. That's mm -hmm. not why I became an entrepreneur, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't want 
to have to feel like, oh my God, I got to make a thousand dollars today. And I've done, and I see the emails, you know, I've seen those emails and sometimes I think about it. It's like, I've gotten the email that says, Hey, I'm looking to buy this and I, I need to make this money. And so I'm going to throw a deal out there. And you know what? People subscribe to it because they love a sale. They love a deal. They loved it, you know, but I just don't want, I don't know. I love, you know, have, what's your experience been with that? Have you done the push to like make the money today? Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to come off as some, you know, toxic work fucking, you know, mentality because I, I am very involved in my self care. I could tell you all the little models that I build and mm-hmm. I'm going to get another tattoo tomorrow because it's been oh just, my God, a, I'm jealous. It, it's been, a, I know you are. And I, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm basically com- completing a half sleeve. So I just, I don't want this to feel empty anymore. So the half sleeve is going to like, it'll, it'll look, oh, okay. but like, like that's part of my self-care too. I spend money on myself, whether it's coaching or it's, um, I don't li- really spend money on treats and stuff like that, but like, I'll, I'll keep putting money into my own body. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the coaching knowledge and, and, and wisdom and like physical ink. So I, I, I'm cognizant of the fact that, that, listen, burnout happened to me twice last year, uh, once full blown. And then honest to God, Michelle, like two months later, a little bit crept up. It was like half burnout. And I couldn't believe what was happening to me. Like, like a definition of burnout is not just you're tired. That's just, mm-hmm. you're tired today. Your energy levels are burnout is you fall out of love with what you're doing. You're completely disenchanted. Yeah. You hit a brick wall. You're like, I don't give a fuck if I never have another client together. If this business could collapse, I'll light the match and dump kerosene and walk away. Like I'm done. Like, like you no longer care. That's burnout. And that is sad. And that is that you don't even know what's happening to yourself until you get out of it. And you're like, oh, my God, that was ugly. I don't ever want to do that again. Right. So that happened to me last year, early, early days, like, like March, April. And it sucked. And I'm, and I'm fully aware that I don't want to hit that again. Um, so there is something to say about overwork. There is there is something real about like not listening to yourself and not listening to your body and your mind. Um, but it's like you just said with my coach, my coach has asked me before, OK, You've given me your financial goal for the week, which is what we do. We have our weekly reviews with each other. Right. And on Sunday night, I'm expected to give him uh, uh, an assessment of how the week went. And then what are my goals for the next week? So I have something to aim for. And he, and by Wednesday, Thursday, he's like, are you think you're going to get close to your financial goal? I'm like, I don't know, man. He goes, OK, if you had to make rent today, like if you had to make if rent was due Friday and you had zero dollars in your bank, what would you do, Nick? What would you do? And I give him a list of things I would do. I would, I would aggressively lean back into my business. I would not leave LinkedIn. I would be aggressively making connections as much as I can. I would reach out to every single past client that I have ever spoken to for the last 10 years and say, hey, uh, if we haven't talked in a little while, I'm on your radar again. Do you know anybody who needs these types of services? I would, I would just use my Rolodex of people that I know and go and make new. And I would just, I would just blitz. And he says, okay, maybe we have to do that then. Right. And this isn't every day. This isn't every right. every friggin week. But, you know, there's something to be said about just outworking the pack, because I can guarantee you, Michelle. And I see some of the comments here, too. I guess it depends where you are in your business. I, I feel like I'm still early days. I still feel yeah. like I'm the first 18, 24 months of doing this. Right. So so I have the energy and I have the wherewithal to know that this is still early days. I have to think like this. Perhaps when I have the experience and and sort of more of a structure like you have down the road, maybe I can step off the gas a little bit, right? But then there's something to be said, like maybe five, 10 years from now, who people have been running their businesses for 10 years, they're still in that hustle mindset. They're still, yeah. Right, they're hungry, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the, there's a different answer for everybody. Yeah. And it depends on your energy levels. It depends on your goals and it depends on, on your ambition. And it depends on where your business is at. But, you know, there's also something to, to be said about, I know, that 
I trust my own work ethic and I trust my own ambitions. And I, I know that I, I could probably outwork most of the people that, that I have met. Um, and if I needed to make more business, I know where to find it. Yeah. And I think that's the, a, another key point here to, to really talk about is that it's out hustling or out working doesn't mean running yourself to the ground, right? Like you said, making those connections. So for me, it's about how can you hustle during the hours that you are available, right? Like right. my ideal schedule, nine to four. During mm -hmm. nine to four, I hustle. I hustle. I go in. I'm constantly on LinkedIn. I'm making new connections every single day. I'm sending connection requests. I'm doing follow-up. I have, you know, I do three to five. On average, I spend on average 17 to I do 17 to 25 calls a week. Mm -hmm. So for me, by Friday, I'm spent. I'm spent. Yeah. There is no more. There's no more brain power there. So to me, that's not anti-hustle. That means I've hustled my ass off Monday through Thursday. But don't get me wrong. There's days that things don't work out. And I think that's the other thing is just being self-aware of really, what are you doing? Are you in forward momentum or are you stuck? Like I said, watering the same damn plant, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. if you're watering, you know what I mean? You can't keep, that's not hustle. That's no. not working hard. That's, that's working hard. You've got to keep moving forward, plant new plants, water those, but get them in a cycle. You know what I mean? Where you're going through. And I think that's the difference is that so many people misinterpret hustle to be got to be up at 530 a.m. Got to yeah. be reading 25 pages, you know, like that 75 yeah. hard. I've seen so many people talk about 75 hard, how it's like the best thing. Not if that's not how your body responds. Like that's not that would drive me crazy. That would actually to completely deplete my energy. I would not get energized by that. I don't enjoy it. It's not what I want to do, but mm. it doesn't mean I'm not hustling. It doesn't mean I'm not taking care of myself. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. I'm not taking care of my business and working personal development. And I think that is what is important here is finding what hustle looks like for you, right? Like yeah. what does yeah. that look like? And knowing when you got to take, you know, your foot off the gas and knowing when you got to put your foot on the gas, right? There are times yeah. you got to put your foot on the gas. But there's also times you have to know, okay, I'm on that edge of burnout. Like you said, I've been there. I remember looking at my husband. I don't remember. I think it was September of 2021. And I looked at him and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I'm like, wow, I was, just I was go recent, get a job. Uh, no, September 2020. Sorry. Okay. Um, I just want to go get a job at Starbucks. I'm like, God, look at this. You know what I mean? Like they're so happy. They're like, all they're happy. They're friends with like, each other. Everybody. Exactly. Like they're always like in this happy mood. They get free coffee. They get benefits. They get health insurance. Get <laughs> benefits. Yeah. And I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. And that's when I realized it was that because I literally had killed everything I was planting. I had literally killed every seed I was planting because I just mm -hmm. kept hammering on it. And I was just pushing and pushing it. Also working with the wrong people too. And so that's the thing. It's like that hustle doesn't, you can only out hustle the wrong, you can't out hustle the wrong people, right? The wrong people are always going to be the wrong people. And that's the other thing is like, we feel like, okay, we're going to hustle, hustle. We're going to keep hammering on these people. We're going to keep doing this stuff, but the wrong people are, are always and ever going to be the wrong people. And I think that mm -hmm. that was what led to my burnout. Um, and so just taking that time to really look at it and reflect again, you know, I'm a big fan of reflection is, is this constant state of being self-aware. I think that's where yeah. the balance comes. There's so many good fucking points that you just laid down. Um, I love, I love the, 
oh, I got to make 20 calls today. I got to read 25 pages. Like the comparison mindset will fucking kill you. Like, I love how Warren Buffett, we all like to like use him as like, oh, ambition, something to reach for. He says, I read like six hours a day. Good for fucking you, Mr. Half-Retired Billionaire. Don't have to worry about nothing in your life. Who the fuck can read six hours a day? Like, I'm not Socrates. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. So don't don't compare anyone else. Like, don't compare yourself to me, Michelle. Michelle and I certainly don't compare to each other, right? We feed off of each other. We, we think off of each other. We, 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 we kind of throw ideas back and forth at each other. And I don't want it to sound like, like you, you just said too, like you, you can't, you can't get blood from a stone and you can't, you can't be chasing the wrong clients every day. Knock, knock, knock. Do you want to buy? Knock, knock, knock. Do you want to buy? Do you want to buy? Do you want to buy? Like, what can I do to like take your money to like, you can't chasing up the wrong things and the wrong people and even the wrong processes and systems in your business is obviously a waste of time and you're going to feel defeated. And I don't want anyone to think that like my coach is like some brutal taskmaster who's just cracking the whip on me all the time. He is the right coach for me. He would be right. the very wrong coach for many, many people. If I bring this back to a sports analogy, I don't perform well unless I'm like, like, honestly, Michelle, like that toxic masculine sports shit. Like I need someone yelling at me. I really do. I really do need someone like to be brutal with me, not vulgar, but like certainly like, like pushing me harder. And mm-hmm. I'm very ambitious and I'm very motivated to do it. But I need a taskmaster. I know. I know myself. I know myself. I, I need like a dad. Like I need like that coach father figure. Right. And, and Adam is that for me. But he also knows because we've been working with each other for two years. He knows the ebb and flow. And he right. can hear the tone of my voice when I'm just like super excited, elated. Or when I feel defeated when we send voice notes to each other. And he goes, okay, I can sense that this isn't the day to, to, to do this today. Right. So he's the right coach for me. Right? right. So, so yes, it's about working with the right people the right coaching systems, the right methods. And, and also there's a bit of like trusting your instincts. My instincts, I'm, I'm learning to rely on them a little bit more. I am rarely let down by my own gut. I am rarely let down. I'm, start, I'm starting to see red flags more and more with other people, with mm-hmm. myself. Something that my, my fiance hates. And this is something that I love. And this may be coming back to that hustle mindset. Like no one's going to grow. This is my mindset, Michelle. No one's going to grow my business more than me. So on a Sunday night, if someone DMs me or pings me, or even if I meet a stranger, if it's 6 p.m. on a Sunday night and someone's like, hey, you do logos? I'm like all yours. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, what do you want to talk about? Like, of course, I'm in business mode right away. I can talk shop any time of the day, right? Uh, any, and I'll, I'll do work on Christmas Day. It means nothing to me, right? Is that toxic or is that just I love what I do, right? I think there's a fine line with many of these things that we're talking about, um, but like I'll, 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 I'll always talk shop and I'll always try to push my business and try to make connections. And cause you never know where your next type of business is going to come from. At least in, in, in my freelance lifestyle, I'm always looking for to, to grow my network, to, to make connections and build relationships with people. And that's how I know I'm going to be successful. So, so I'm always in sales mode. I'm always in sales yeah. mode, not, not necessarily to close a sale. Can I get your credit card today? I'm always in conversation mode. I'm always trying to be amicable and likable. That's the, that's the key point there is it's forward momentum. Right. You're Mm -hmm. always it's not like you're only in sales mode here or only in sales more here. You are you know what I mean? It's just this constant state and you just have to kind of embody it. Right. Like we are our business. Like you said, nobody's going to grow it for us. Like especially when you're a personal brand, it's you. I don't care what anybody says. I remember like one of the very first mentors 
I had. I kept saying, well, my business, my business, my business. And he, I remember him saying to me, stop separating it out like it's something different from you. Yeah. You yeah. are your business. You're saying it's Thank my you. business because it allows you, you to detach from it. It is. You're not detached from it. It's not there on its own. Your business is nothing without you. That's right. So stop with that. And so I think that's what it is, is like finding that balance again of embodying the fact that you are your business and it can't grow itself, but it also means what is that? What can you commit to and stay consistent with? And I think that is where this hustle or anti-hustle or not, like you can hustle three days a week. Mm -hmm. And still maintain a lot of consistency and still find that balance. There are people, I mean, I remember um, for the first, what, three, two years, I was a nanny and I had this little, I had an eight week old for, uh, from eight weeks up to two years old. I had her 30 to 35 hours a week oh, wow. and I embraced the nap time hustle. I called it the nap time hustle, like, <laughs> because I knew I only had an hour and a half and you'd be amazed at how much you can get done in an hour and a half when you know that kid's going to wake up and start, you know what I mean? And there's, that's the end of that. You know what I mean? Once they wake up. And so I always say that put yourself in vacation mode, hustle or nap time hustle or whatever. Like think about when you're ready to go on vacation, you can get so much done. But the oh, problem yeah. is, is that we always feel like there's more time. Oh, I can get that done tomorrow. Oh, I can do that next week. Oh, I can get that done next month. Well, no, you can't. You've got to be in that place where, and again, it doesn't need to be 24 seven. But you've got to find a way if you need to put yourself in vacation mode hustle so that you work every Thursday, like at, on Thursdays, you know that by Friday you're going on vacation, like literally putting yourself in a place where you feel like I'm going to go on vacation. You know, we've all been there. Think about how much stuff you get done on that one day because you want to be able to go on vacation and enjoy it. Right. Like mm -hmm. that to me is hustle. If that's not me being anti hustle, that's me saying Hustle when you need to hustle and then go enjoy your time off. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you brought up like vacation hustle because like I see so many entrepreneurs bringing their laptops to like Mexico, Bali, Thailand, all that shit. I don't think they're working eight hours a day on the beach. That's stupid. I, of course, I don't think that. But they'll take a picture of themselves in their pavilion or in their villa or in their hotel or whatever. I'm just like just trying to get some work done. I guarantee you they work for 45 minutes to an hour. And most of that was DMing people like I, I like that's that's barely work for us or their but work they, was actually setting it up and staging the photo so that they could say they were yeah. working right like it was 45 minutes of staging the perfect photo I worked for an hour working. 45 <laughs> minutes was hashtag research I will tell you that right now which hashtag is work, bullshit you know? hashtag I try, bullshit <laughs> I tried to explain to my mom how deep I go down the flick road where I'm trying to like hashtag like figure out all my hashtags yeah. on flick is that work yes mom I'm a millennial of course it's work um, I can justify anything I do behind a keyboard. Um, no, but, but, but yeah. And, and that comes back to listening to yourself. Like, like the last vacation I went on, which was, uh, we did Mexico in, in September of 2021, but that was the, the cherry on top. Like that was the culmination of all of 2020 and all of 2021. I'm just, I just need a break. I, I told my coach I'm unplugging. Don't fucking bother me. And that's rare for me because I have no problem. Like I'm going to go see my buddies in Detroit. I'm in Toronto but I'm going to go take a bit of a road trip and go see my buddy who lives in Detroit. You can bet I'm bringing my iPad, a, a Bluetooth right. keyboard. I'm just going to be working away, talking to people. I may not be doing my creative work, like drawing and designing and all that stuff, but there's still work to be done because it's like you said, the, the lines between where I end and my business begins are completely blurred. I don't mind my identity because I love what I do. I don't mind my identity being wrapped up in that's Nick, the, the design guy. My whole family knows 
the first words out of their mouth when I go to a family event or like a birthday or something, like, hey, man, how's business going? I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to you about yeah. it. Like, I, it's fucking great. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm, I'm the designer. I, yes, I'm more than that. I love soccer. I go to the gym. You know, I, I have, I, I, you know, I'm a nerd. I like Star Trek and Star Wars and all that shit. But like, like, I don't mind. That's Nick. That's his identity. That's what he is. I wanted to be that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't mind that the lines are blurred. I want people. That's that's the whole point of branding, guys. That's the whole point of branding. You wanted people to think of you first. Right. Right. And so that's when all my clients. Three. That's yes. Yes. Exactly. That's episode. <laughs> Secrets out. Um, that's the whole point. You want people when they think of that service, they think of you first. Right. So I want everyone on LinkedIn. Yeah, there's a couple of good designers that follow me and I follow them back. But I want people to think, oh, I need content. Who, any, who would I go to? Oh, Nick, I need a logo. I need a website. Who would I go to? Nick. Like, I want that to be wrapped. I want to be known as that niche. I'm going to own it. And I want people to think of me first. So I can't then be upset. It's like, oh, I'm always on the clock. I'm always talking shop. I'm all, people are always bothering me. It's not bothering me. I eat it up. I love it. I get energized by it. And that's also the extrovert in me talking. But like, mm -hmm. like I don't mind being on all the time. This isn't an act. This isn't, I'm not yeah. putting, this is who I am. Like when we go off live, Michelle, you know, this is still me. It's like, still this the same. This isn't <laughs> exactly. a, like people come on a private zoom with me. They're like, Oh, you're not bullshitting with the fucking videos you put out. I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> like, I, it's all, it's all one and the same. I am not, I, Nick doesn't end in McGraw's and begins. It's all the same. Right. And I love right. it. Right. And so I think there's power in that and I don't want to ever let it go. Yeah, exactly. And I, and that's what you're saying. Like what you're saying is that works for you. That's your personality type. And again, if you've gained nothing or, you know, one takeaway from this entire live here or 25 minutes in is find what hustle versus anti-hustle means to you, right? To you. Like, when do you want to, when do you feel like you need to? And um, Kelly's saying, you know, she likes put your foot on the gas versus it, hustle. And I get that. That's the thing. Like, think about it in that way. Like, when do you need to have your foot on the gas? When do you need to be constantly in that state of acceleration versus when do you need to slow down? And there's a, there's a good balance between the two and you can find you know, slowing down actually in a lot of ways for me, a lot of times accelerates my business. I always find that when I slow down, when I take the time, when I turn my phone off, when I go do things, all of a sudden my brain is like firing mm. on all cylinders. Mm. And that is always a constant reminder to me that being on all the time sometimes can be a little stifling. And so that's for me why I deleted all the apps off my phone. I Because I want that time to just sit and be still. Like I even do private yoga and she does like a meditation at the end. And when I do that, I'm like, Oh my, like before she, we, when we are done, before we even have time to like, when she says like, how you feel and whatever, I'm like, wait a second, I got to write all this down. Like my brain just comes alive in that moment of stillness. And that's where I find too, that that's really important. But again, that's for me. Some people lay mm -hmm. there and can't think of anything, right? They think, oh my God, what should I be doing? Or, you know what I mean? Like, this is such a waste of time. I should be on my computer. I should be doing all these other things. So again, find what works for you. But there is a very, there is a way to accomplish both. You can have this anti-hustle, my brain, my body, I need to rest and also hustle. You know what I mean? And it can be in different pockets of time. It does not, neither one of them need to be 24 seven. And I think that's the most important thing is neither I, one of them are a constant. You've got to find a way to, to do both. I wonder if that's episode four, Michelle, the, the art of stillness in your business. 
Because we already know what episode three is, but 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 I think episode four would be because I'm a big fan of stillness and I'm a big fan of like we'll define what stillness is if we want to do that for a future episode. But like I'm right, I'll write it down. I, 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 I mean, I'm such a fan of stillness and it's definitely lives full time in my life. Not every goddamn day, but like like it definitely is a key player on my team, the art of stillness. And I'm starting to embrace it a bit more. And I, and it's like you said, like my some of my best ideas come in the shower on a walk riding my bike exactly. i'm like oh jesus christ it's all so simple gotta get home <laughs> like I, I, I have a paper on me like um so so yeah the art of stillness is like sometimes when we do nothing like you're never really bored no you're not and i think that's the thing i think that's what's most important is just because people say oh you know what i mean like there doesn't need to be such a huge divide in this i'm going to be of anti-hustle culture or i'm mm -hmm. going to be of the hustle culture right like there mm -hmm. is power and combining both there yeah. it's stillness is so incredibly important like you said that could be an episode for another day but teaser, guys. you know your teaser. it's exactly it's this constant state of forward momentum and finding that and finding what that looks like to you and whether you need the push like you said some people can't do it on their own I even just said that to my mindset coach she said to me the other day something we were talking about it and she goes well, if you were your own client, what would you do? And I go, I'd fire myself, quite honestly. I'd look at myself and be like, I'm not getting on another call with you. And I would do that. Like I have done mm -hmm. that because I didn't feel as though I was getting to the work that I've said I was going to do. And right. that's not maintaining integrity with myself. It's not maintaining. So to me, that was like, you need to step it up. You got to get your, put your foot on the gas because you would not tolerate this from a client. You wouldn't. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't tolerate the, oh, I was too busy. Oh, I spent three hours trying to decide my next mail campaign, which yeah. really should have taken me 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, it sounds like I've been busy all day, but I really just wasted an hour and a half doing yeah. stupid shit. And I think that's what we could leave people with with this episode. There is a difference, and we talked about this last week, between being busy and being productive. And you have to find what is productive and an excellent use of your time and what moves the needle forward on your business versus just being busy with a whole bunch of shit all day long. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that to me is not hustling. Hustling, just doing random things and sitting behind your keyboard just to say you're sitting behind your keyboard. That's not quote unquote hustle. That's no. not putting your foot on the gas. No. What is next week's episode, Michelle? Oh, well, two weeks from now. Oh, Two shit, that's now. right. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> if you guys love us enough, we might start doing it weekly. But Until we'll see. Michelle but right and I get sick of each other. <laughs> exactly. But um, no, I think next time we were going to talk a little bit about um, maintaining your personal brand um, yeah, and the strategy for maintaining a personal brand, both from a uh, business strategy perspective, from a design perspective, and also from a top of mind awareness perspective. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about um, the, the power of social media and why it's called social media and why it's called a personal brand. And we yep. will break down everything uh, that those two things mean, because it's more than just fancy fucking colors. And oh, I didn't pick the right font for this this post. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Trust no. me, we are talking about something much deeper, like positioning and messaging and values. We ain't talking about colors and fonts. Right, right. And talking again, too, like to the point where I was saying, like, you are your business. That's mm -hmm. you. You are your own personal brand. And yeah. so we're going to dive deep into that. So Beautiful. anyway, episode two under wraps. We'll see you for episode three. Same time, same place, two weeks from now. And uh, if there's a topic you want us to cover, shoot it over to us. If you're loving yeah. it, yeah, let yeah, us yeah. know. If uh, you want 
if you got any feedback, we may or may not take it. Feedback <laughs> is feedback. <laughs> I always tell me that people that you can give me the feedback on what I choose to do with it. Michelle has already put her screens up, put her filters up. <laughs> like I'm not letting any of these things get to me. Nope. <laughs> exactly. You can give us feedback. Um, good, good, bad, or All comments but welcome, you know but you should know they go right to the trash. They go right to the bin. <laughs> exactly. Just so you know. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, no, we appreciate it. We're here just uh, truly to uh, call out the bullshit as we see it. And we think the anti-hustle is a little bit of a bullshit and hustle is a little yeah. bit bullshit. So yeah. find the balance between both. That's right. Beautiful. Awesome, Nick. We'll talk soon. Take care, everybody. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast was designed to help you. If you have a specific topic or struggle you would like Michelle to cover, please feel free to send them her way. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others, post about it, and tag Michelle on social media, or leave a rating and review. For even more strategy tips and tricks, subscribe to her bi-monthly newsletter as she sends out exclusive bonus episodes to her email list only. Thanks again, and see you next time on the Strategy in Small Doses podcast.